0: Hello, hello, hello. Hi. What's going on? Hey, we're
1: again in the show, and today we have Steve and Westin. How are you doing? We're
2: doing great. Thanks for having us. We're super excited about this show.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. This is my first one. First one? Okay, it's going to be your
2: best one. (laughs) All
1: right,
0: I like that.
1: first one must be the best one, we cannot fail, you see? There's nothing to compare to, right? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So why don't we start with you giving us a little bit of background about you and then you'll ask me questions and we will discuss them and uh, let's start. All right, cool, cool. Let me go first.
2: Okay. Maybe just
1: up. before you start, while, before you start, Steve. While he's starting, why don't uh, Weston you share um, the show on on uh, Facebook? Just go and create for yourself a watch group, and then Steve, you can do that immediately after your introduction.
2: Okay. okay? Cool, cool. Cool.
1: Okay. Okay, Steve, start.
2: Yeah. Cool. So, Mayor, you know I've known you for about uh, six or seven years now, and just all I can say is wow. I mean everything that you have have given, and the improvements that I've seen in my in my family, in my business, in my life, and everything. I again never can thank you enough. Um, always, always going above and beyond what you say. Always, so super excited about this show, and uh, just a little bit about me. Uh, I'm a father, uh, a husband, a business owner. Um, and and I'm really creating my dream life. So as a a little kid, I never really thought that I could create this life that I'm creating now. And uh, thanks to you, I'm creating it. And I want more than nothing else for everybody else to create their dream life. Wow, that's beautiful and amazing. And yes, I know you for, I think, six years.
1: Yeah. And you are definitely amazing, no doubt. Thank you. Very, very special being. Yeah. Thank you. Austin, please.
0: All right. Uh, I was trying to figure out the Facebook. Um, It's not loading for me on the computer. But yeah, other than that, um, uh, Mayor, I've I've seen and I've heard of you um, for I met Steve probably about the same time you six years ago, roughly seven years now. So uh, we share that in common. Um, But a little bit about me is I've, I've kind of gone through job after job after job, trying and searching to find whatever it is I was looking for um, with everybody else's you know advice getting pulled in of, of find security, find the security, that's what you need. And what I found is that uh, I am the security. So if I create and if I make it happen, then that's the most secure thing for me. Um, so I've gone through through job after job, and this year I've really, really just taken a leap, and uh, and it's been great so far. I've got um, people in my life that I need to be around, the people that are guiding me, that are constantly challenging me and pushing me. Um, thieves on my butt every day, <laughs> um, but no, it's been it's been really, really great. And uh, and then yeah, a little bit about me personally. I have a two-year-old son and a four-year-old daughter. Um, Future fiance, future wife coming. Um, so we're just really excited and just trying to make the best uh, life for ourselves and for our family.
1: Wow. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we have you. a few people on the chat. Um, I've, we've got, let's see, Facebook user that says super, and Vijaya that says hello, mayor and everyone, and another Facebook user that says, so happy to see you all. Hello. Thank you. Uh, Mayor sir, thank you, uh, thank you, and uh, we have people on Instagram, on uh, we are on uh, YouTube and Twitter. So if you have any questions while you're watching uh, this show, please feel free to ask, and uh, I'll definitely answer—not necessarily what you want to hear, but <laughs> you need to hear. <laughs> yes, and Ray's right. here as well, and. Well, then very good to see you.
2: Okay. First question, Steve, why don't you stop? All right, cool. So first question is why do some people have more problems than others? Mm. Okay.
1: So the reason, uh, let, let's define first of all, what is a problem? Okay. So a problem is a force counterforce that the individual consider he can do nothing about. So a problem is a problem only for as long as you consider. It's just as long as you say you cannot do something about it, it is a problem. The moment that you say you can do something about it, it's not a problem. Okay. So, and how do you do something about it? When you do something about it, you do it by actually undoing it. What do I mean? What do I mean? So you'll see. So this is a problem, force counter force. Okay. And in that situation, you are forced to push against something. The moment that you can say, I can do something about it, you actually stop pushing. And then the problem goes away. And I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. You have a big, big, big problem, something that really bothers you about work. And it's really, really a big problem. And then you have an accident. The the earlier problem about work is not a problem anymore for you. You don't think about it. You don't create it. It's not bothering you. You're really handling the new problem Mm -hmm. because you stop creating the old one. So why will someone, some people will have more problems than other is because the, the more you are convinced that you are in effect, the more problems you will have. It's not that you're really in effect, you cannot be in effect. The spirit is always cause. you are always cause. But once you are convinced, once some, someone or something convinced you that you are not caused, that you are in effect... At that moment, the manifestation is, you accumulate problems. You you get that. So you are always, always cause, always. You cannot be not cause. The spirit cannot be not cause. You, You are the creator, but you can be convinced that you are not. You can consider that you are not cause. The more you consider you are not cause, the more you have problems. So if you take any problem, And you simply decide, you simply decide that you can be caused over it, which means stop pushing, stop resisting. At that moment, you will not have a problem. And it is uh, so fascinating that the solution of any problem is just a decision that you are causing the problem. Once you decide, I'm causing the problem, you can stop pushing it. But before you you decide, you're in effect, you have to push against it. You think your life depends on it. You have to push against it. You have to push against it. Okay? So you've got uh, an argument uh, with your wife. Okay? And you you have a problem because she has a viewpoint and you have another viewpoint. and And you're pushing and you're pushing and you're pushing and you're pushing and you're pushing. For as long as you push, the problem will grow and grow and grow. How big is the problem? As much as you push, because you push and she push and you push and she push. And you've got a bigger and bigger and bigger problem. Mm -hmm. And the moment that you decide, do you know what? It's okay. She can be right. It's okay. I don't have to push against her. It doesn't mean that I'm wrong because I'm actually, cause I decided to stop pushing. At that moment, there's no problem. And guess what? At that moment, you can control her with whatever you want, because you will not control anything for as long as you're pushing against it. To control your car, you need to get your car into motion. Once it's in motion, you can control it. Yes. Mm -hmm. For as long as you push, for as long as you have a problem that you don't control your car. Once you stop pushing against it, never mind how, at that moment there is motion and then you can change the direction of the car. So the more you resist, the more you uh, consider that you're in effect, the more problems you have. And the indication is you want to be right. You want to be right. You really want to be right Whether the right viewpoint is I'm right or not. Who cares? I'm cause. Yes. <laughs> yes. It, it's not about right or wrong because if I'm right, someone has to be wrong. It's not the question. The question is not if I'm right or wrong is I'm cause and I know I cannot be anything else but cause. So what's, what's the story? I love that. Yeah. yeah. Good. Next question. Does it make sense to
2: you, Steve? Can you see that? Yeah. And I see that you can use that for any problem, big or small, no matter what. And I can also see how if I have something that I'm uh, procrastinating or not doing, how I am resisting it and how by procrastinating, I'm making it bigger. I'm making the resistance more. Yeah. Which you wouldn't really think that because it's like, I don't know, cleaning your room or something. And it's not a big deal. But it becomes a bigger and bigger and bigger, bigger, the more time or the more that you resist it.
1: Yeah. And and, and, and you you will see that when when you have a problem, you have no future. When Mm. you have a problem, you have no future, yes? Mm. Yeah. So the way to create future is to bring some kind of a freedom to your life. How do you bring freedom to your life? You take part of the problem and you decide, that you are okay to have part of the problem. If you have a big problem, take some of it and you say, you know what? I can live with that. I can, I can, it's fine. And then you take another part and you say, ah, that's also okay. And then you take, ah, that's also okay. You will solve more and more pieces of the problem. And all of a sudden you will see that you will not have problem. And what you will gain is freedom. Freedom what for what? To create anything you want. For as long as you resist, you are in a jail of your own creation. What is the jail? I must push against something for no reason. Mm -hmm. Totally insane. Yeah? Good. Next question, Weston. Why don't you ask me a question? All
0: right. That was a good answer. I don't know. All right. Uh, my first question was, how do you have admiration for people that you don't agree with in life?
1: Mm, okay. Admiration for people. So so let's first of all define what does it mean to admire. Okay? Let's define what does it mean to admire. Okay? So if you look at a person, um, you will see uh, that uh, a person... A, is a composite of a body that you can see. There is a brain, there is mind, and we have the spirit. This whole thing is a person. Okay? okay. Um, now, the, the body is physical, the brain is physical, the mind is physical. It's all physical. What and let's define what it is. We can say that the body is your uh, business card. This is how people identify you. Yes, <laughs> See, okay. this is like your business card. Hi, okay. And uh, your name is the name on the business card. Okay. So you've got a business card that it's your your body. Okay. okay. Your mind is all your memories. If you take all your memories, you'll see that this is your mind. Okay? And you will see that um, the brain is just a, a, a system that controls it's kind of a switchboard that connects between the body and the mind and the spirit. Okay? So we've got the the body, your business card. We've got the mind, which is your memory. Okay. And we've got a machine that actually connects between the mind and the body. Okay. So far, so good. Yep. So the question is what is the spirit? What is the spirit? Everyone said the spirit is me. I am the spirit, or I have a spirit. And the truth is that um, you are a spirit you have a body, you have a mind. And the question is, what is a spirit? What is the spirit? The spirit, in order to understand the spirit, you need to understand that the physical universe is something that started somewhere. Does it make sense to you? That the physical universe is something that started somewhere and this time going on, 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 on. Okay. Mm -hmm. So started mean The word started mean was not here before. Started mean was not here before. So if this is the beginning of the physical universe, and this is the physical universe, let's see if I'm putting it nicely here. So this is the physical universe, and this is the beginning. Uh, what started the physical universe was not the physical universe. Okay. Because started mean was not here before. If this is an iPhone. And the iPhone started in, let's say 2007, what started the iPhone was not the iPhone. Okay. So started me was not here before. So the very difficult thing for people to understand is that this thing that created the physical universe is not physical. Okay. Now this thing that created the physical universe is the spirit. And the spirit creating the physical universe by putting admiration. So you can think about admiration as a spiritual particle, much like an atom in the physical universe. The spirit things with the spiritual particles, that are not physical, so they don't have continuation. It's a spiritual particle that you put into the physical universe and by that you're creating. Okay. So you can say that admiration is the tool by which you create the physical universe. Does it make sense to you? Yeah. So if you admire in your mind, the idea of putting up a business, you will be able to go and create a business in the physical universe. If you first admire in your mind, a a lady, You see a lady and you start in your mind, you start to to admire, you start to, you you spiritually putting this thing about her. You don't really know her, but you think, whoa, I like the way she looks. What does it mean you like the way she looks? You put it there. How do I know that you put it there? Two months later, you look at her and you say, ah, she is not so beautiful as I thought. She did not change. What you put there changed. Yes? You understand? So admiration is how you create the physical universe. So how do you admire someone that you find difficulty to admire? You need to understand that what you admire is what you're putting there. It's not that that person on the other side is not nice. It's not that that person on the other side is bad. It is what you put there. That's what you will see. So, admiration is actually an ability to create what you want. And when you say, I don't like him, what you say is, I'm useless. Because you're not putting it there. Okay. You get get the idea. So, anything that you don't like hurts you, anything that you cannot admire will hurt you because admiration is actually the thing that you put there and you, whatever you put there, it's what's going to happen. Hmm. Does it make sense? So it's it's a deep, (laughs) uh, (laughs) yeah, it is actually, you'll see that uh, anything that hurt you in this life, you first didn't like it. You first had an agreement that it's bad. And then it could hurt you. You first had an agreement that cars are dangerous and then you could have an accident, but if you wouldn't have that thing, if you take children, you'll see the children can do the most dangerous thing, nothing will happen until one of the adults will come and say, Hey, you need to be careful. Right. Yes. You will see that a, a person that has a beginner's luck is a person that no one told him that it's difficult or dangerous. That's a beginner luck. Yes. All right. When you go and you are young and you just start and you say, ah, oh, yes, I can be a, a football player and you go and you just start to playing. Everything is fine. And then someone tells you about all the dangerous things that can happen and you agree and you stop putting the admiration because now you are becoming careful, the opposite of admiration is being careful, is being afraid. Very close to admiration is having courage. When you admire things, you're courageous. You're willing to do things that for other people, it seems like, wow, how did he do it? But me and you know, you just put admiration. It's nothing. It's difficult to be coward. It's easy to be courageous. It's very easy to be courageous. It's extremely difficult to be a coward. Why? Because to be courageous, you just put it there. You just know it's possible. You you just go and you do it because you know ah, it's okay. I'll do it. But when you're afraid, when you are coward, you cannot put admiration, and you're running away from things. You don't create them. You are not cause. So of course you become the effect. Of course everything will go bad. So why should you admire someone? not because someone told you that it's good to admire, not because it's just beautiful to admire, not because it's expected. You admire someone because the moment that you stop admiring one person, you admitted I'm weak. And then you decide to to not admire another person and you decided you are even more weak. And then you decided you are not going to admire this thing and you you decided you are even weaker. And one day you find that you are a coward and cowards are blind and have a very difficult life. You want to improve yourself? Continue to admire people despite all invitations to do otherwise and not for any other reason other than this is you. You can only admire and all the rest is not you. So when you admire, you become more you, more courageous, more powerful, more able, more result, more success. When you stop admiring is the actual slippery slope towards failure. You want to fail, you will see that you stop admiring before you started to fail. You will take any person that failed and you will see that he's bitter. Yeah. He's definitely not admiring. But he didn't fail and then he stopped admiring. He stopped admiring and then he failed. Right. So if you want to be successful, start to admire. That's the actual, uh, cure for failures. And it is what I need to admire my enemy. Yes. Do I need to admire this uh, disease? Yes. You have a disease. You want the disease to go away. Try it. Start to find what's right about the disease and the disease will go away.
0: Try it. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yes. I know, as I said, the answers are different, but if you will actually understand the mechanism, you'll see it actually correct. And more important, it works. Yeah. Always works. Okay. Yeah.
0: To not, uh, maybe to try to link it in for some people, because um, we're talking about life, but something you just said was uh, to be a coward, it, it's harder to be a coward. And it's true. And I just recently went to Tennessee and I, I jumped off of, uh, make a long story short, we went boating, jumped off of a pretty high cliff. I think they were saying it was like 30 feet. And when you're up there and you're getting ready to jump, I mean, the coward, is, is in me and I'm, I'm fighting, I'm fighting with myself. Do it, do it, do it. And then when you finally just are courageous, it's simple. I'm gonna do it, it's gonna be fun and you go. It is, it's easier. Yeah,
1: yeah. and then 100%. you gain something.
0: From that moment
1: onward, you're a bit more, cause you can do much more in life in general.
0: Yeah, I like that.
2: Yeah, it's really fascinating. Definitely. Steve. Steve. All right, cool. So for the next question is how do you control your emotion? And I'll use a couple examples. Maybe when somebody calls you something a name or you're driving in your car and somebody cuts you off and you're, you're, you know, my younger me would be wanting to cut them back off, right? Okay. But that's not the answer. Um, so just, you know, for all life's questions or I guess situations, how do you control your emotion.
1: So the short answer is don't take it seriously. Someone cut you in the car, in the road, cut him back as a game, but don't get upset. (laughs) Seriously. If you can take any situation and make it a game, ah, he got me good. So let me cut him back, but make it a game. You will see that very quickly, he will run away. He will stop cutting you. He may start to cut you or something for once or twice. But if you're really not serious about it, you will see he will go away. But for sure, play the game. Play the game. But don't forget it's a game. You're playing a game. Mm-hmm. You're playing a game. So what's the problem? The problem with emotions is that emotion is an invitation to stop playing the game. Hmm. Emotion is an invitation to stop playing a game. You see, so if someone cut you and you think, well, where he upset me. So now you're not playing the game. You're just a pawn that being moved on the game. You are playing the game on someone else's game board. But if the guy blocked you and you say, Ooh, that's nice. Let me do from the other side. And and it's a game, you know, it's it's not life and death, it's just game, it's just a game. Emotions are an invitation to stop looking at life as a game. And so you become very heavy, very serious. What what, what do I mean when I say serious? Serious has two definitions. The first definition is like you do something seriously, you work diligently, you do things like they should be, okay? That's one definition, but the way that I'm using the word right now is that when you do something because you try to avoid penalty, so mm. you become you know so you become serious because you're trying to avoid penalty. That's no game. If you really understand that life is not serious, there is nothing in life that's serious. Everything is temporary. Everything is temporary. And if you look at the argument that you had with someone uh, a year ago, that was really big and you look today, you don't even remember it because it's not important. Life um, is not serious. Why? Because seriousness is an effort to stop things. seriousness is an effort to stop things, to have, to, to make things stop. Yes, but life is moving. So the more you try to stop thing, the more cuckoo you are because life, the physical universe is changing. And if you try to stop thing, you will see that you're cuckoo. The interesting part is that we're living in an environment that everything changes. Everyone knows that everything changed, but everyone behaves like nothing will change. That's why it's so serious. Someone tell you, you are stupid. So now you think that he, from now on forever and ever and ever you are stupid and you behave like that. You're trying to break the curse. He said, you're stupid. Someone tell me I'm stupid, that I'm stupid. I would look at him and I said, thank you. I almost forgot. (laughs) Thank you for reminding me. I was like, I forgot. You are so good, can you please tell me that again Can I invite you once per day to tell me so I will not forget? just make a game out of it? It's nothing you know I'll, I'll give you a, a, a story that was is somehow like that. you know I, I was walking on the street in Cape Town a few days ago, and my zipper was open i didn't i, I was I was not aware I was walking like you know. And my zipper is open and this lady comes towards me, very serious, and she looks at me and she points to the zipper like no, like how can you do that? And I didn't realize what's the problem. And I looked down and I saw that the zipper is open. So I told her, honey, it's an essential business. It has to be open. It's not serious. All her seriousness went away. She started to laugh. I started to laugh. Everything was amazingly funny. And she said, you know, you made my day. It is the best thing that happened to me in a very long time. Why? Because I took something that looked to her so serious. And I just, it's not important. Nothing is really important. And you will see that the society deteriorates, the more it deteriorates, the more it sees everything as serious. Someone says something and he said that, and that's it. He's cancer. He's gone. He's, that's it. Because he said that. Someone has a different opinion and that's it. He's gone. And the truth is, Nothing really is serious. And even if it was serious, the only way to handle it is in an unserious manner. Because how serious can you get? That serious. You see that the moment of the highest seriousness is when you die. Usually when people die, they are quite serious about the event, you know? <laughs> and that's why they die. <laughs> and if you really... If you really look at life as everything changed, nothing is serious and it's a game and we play the game within a certain rules and we keep the rules not because we have to, but because this is the game. And if something went wrong, okay, fine, not a problem. Well, let's fix it. It's just a game. You will see that all of a sudden emotions will not be such an important thing and creation will become everything. When the emotion yeah. stops being the end all of anything, you'll see that creation becomes the thing. And when you create, the beautiful thing is that the spirit cannot create anything other than beautiful things. Spirit cannot, it's incapable of creating something that is not good, not beautiful. So the more you go towards emotion, the more serious you are, the worse you get.
2: Awesome, thank you, okay. I like that a lot. You're very
1: welcome. Okay, let's see what uh, people people saying here on the uh, chat. So we've got Carmen that says hi, and we've got Carmela that says, Love and Carmen. I love that. Hi, everyone. Happy to join you guys. Yaniv. And we've got another Facebook user that says, wow, I like it. And Carmela says, love, love, love. Yes, lots of love. And another Facebook user that says, I love your uh, cuckoo, cuckoo-ness. Ah,
0: yes. I love like my cuckoo-ness. <laughs> I'm glad you were able to read that one. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure that word out for her. Yes, cuckoo-ness,
1: Yes. Well, because I'm, you know, I'm, I can read the Hebrew English kind of
0: there you English. go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Next
0: question. All right. Uh, my second one was: What is the key to not caring about or not caring about what people think of you?
1: Ah. So. When you worry about what people think of you is because you are afraid, yes? What what does it mean worried about what people think of you? You actually trying to prevent communication from happening. (laughs) If you worry about what someone says about you, you actually trying to prevent communication from happening. And all fear is, is an effort to prevent communication. When you're afraid, you're going around, like you go away from something, you are trying to prevent the communication. Right. And uh, of course, what you, uh, what you don't communicate with do not exist. Because if I'm afraid, you will see that almost anything you're afraid of do not exist because. You're trying to prevent communication. So you don't even know what it is, but you're afraid. Yes. And you will see that um, the interesting thing about fear is that uh, you can be afraid and so run away from things. Yes. You, you, know, when you're afraid, you run away from things. You don't want people are afraid from the Corona. So they try to run away from the virus, even without seeing the virus <laughs> and then or you can say, or you can uh, start to see that everyone running away from something and become afraid. You, you're in a place where everyone starts to run away from something. You don't know what they're running from, but you will start to run with them. Yes? So, uh, so the way that you handle this, the way that you actually get to a position where uh, whatever people uh, say it's okay for you, is like we said at the beginning, you take one part of the problem and you decide that you are willing to experience that. So what you worry that people will say, let's say you worry that people will say that you are, I don't know, um, someone will say about me, well, you know, he is a Jew. And uh, and uh, what does it mean Jew? He has a lot of money. <laughs> so, so, and it's, he's bad. And he's stupid and he's fat and he has long nose. Okay. This is what in my head I was worried. Let's say that I was worried about. Okay. So I would look at everything and I would say, okay, which part of all of that I can experience? Which part? And I would take a small part that I can experience. Oh, I can experience the long nose because I know I don't have a long nose. It's just, he said, okay, fine. So long nose, it's not a problem. So now the problem is a little bit less. Oh, and they will say, well, he's a Jew. Well, Jew is a good thing. Everyone wants to be a Jew. How do I know that? Talk to them about money. You'll see they all want to be Jewish people. Yes. Everyone. (laughs) Even if you are not. Yes. Okay. Good. So that's not such a problem. And you, you find more and more and more parts of the thing that you're trying to avoid. Uh, You figure out to yourself how it's not a problem. And all of a sudden, you will see that you can experience this criticism and the beautiful thing that will happen, no one will criticize you. Why? Because the, the definition of the word resist, the definition of the word resist is a very interesting definition. The word resist means to keep close in order to avoid you, you understand? If I resist something, I push against it, yes? I push against it, so I resist it. I cannot resist against nothing. So I push right. against it in order to avoid, yes? What do I push against? Against the thing that I don't want. So I keep close all the things that I don't want in order to avoid. Craziness, yes? Yeah. Resist is actually keeping close to you all the things that you don't want in order to avoid them. Once you realize that, you make a decision. One thing for sure, I'm not resisting anything. I'm willing to experience anything. And that is the key for life. This is the key for success. You need to be willing to experience anything, or you need to be, you need to resolve that whatever will happen. You will not resist. You're not going to resist anything that happened. You just take it and you will see once you take it, once you don't push against it, there's no problem. It cannot hurt you if you don't push against it. Right. If you don't push against something, it cannot hurt you. And you understand that. And on a small gradient, you don't say, okay, fine. I don't mind that someone will shoot me. You take. And lower gradient, you take one thing. Okay. What am I willing to experience? Well, I'm willing to experience someone saying to me, stupid. Okay, fine. And then I'm willing to experience someone say no. And when I'm willing to experience someone says yes. And you take more and more things that you're willing to experience. And one day you will see that you will have the realization that you actually can experience anything because you are not your body. You, the spirit, can experience anything. The body, okay. The body, you taking care of the body to make sure that it, it. You put it only in situation it can experience. But you'll see that the moment that you realize that you as a spirit can experience anything, nothing will happen to you as a spirit, and as a byproduct, nothing will hit the pro- the the body. Okay. So the short answer is find something you are willing to experience and then find another thing and another thing and another thing. And one day you will see that you're actually willing to experience anything. You actually cannot start living. You are not actually living before you are willing to die. You are not living before you are willing to die because what you're doing, you're preventing death. You're not living. If a person is not willing to die, he's not living. He's resisting death. If a person is not willing to lose money, he will never make money. All right. That if, like- a person, if a person will, is not willing uh, to take a risk, he will never win. You understand, so you have to do that on a gradient scale. Take one thing, and then the next thing, and the next thing, and the next thing that you are willing to experience. Once you're willing to experience more than you're resisting, the physical universe will become your playground. And before that, you are just a pawn on the game board that called the physical universe is someone other than you moving you around. And you'll see, this is the life of most people. They're in the physical universe. They wake up in the morning because they have to wake up in the morning, because if they don't wake up in the morning, they will not be on time to work. And if they're not on time to work, they won't get paid. And if they won't get paid, they won't be able to pay the mortgage. If they won't be able to pay the mortgage, they won't have a place to sleep. So they go to work. Now, that's terrible. I go to work because I love the creation and I know that if everything will be taken away from me, which happened, I can recreate it, including the body. The body is actually the easiest thing because I don't know if you know, but uh, when you take a new body as a baby, the parents don't charge you for the body. They give you the body for free. It's not bank account that the spirit needs to pay to the parents. They just give you for free the body. So it's not such a big thing. Awesome.
0: Thanks. Okay,
2: okay next one. Next question. Steve. All right, cool. So a few steps or how do you go about getting exactly what you want in life? How do I go exactly uh, what I want? I
1: put, I put it there without any effort, you get what you want in reverse ratio to how much effort you put in getting what you want. If you got what you want through a lot of effort, you don't actually have it. What you have is uh, you will try not to lose it. So you don't actually have it. But if you just know that what, what do you, What do I want? I want another $100,000. Okay, no problem. If that's the definition of you in your mind, okay, not a problem. You don't need to figure out all the mechanism of how, etc. If in your mind it's not a problem, you will somehow have it. And you will see that each person has in his mind the level of what he can have without an effort. And that's what he have every single month. And he doesn't have a cent more because anything above that, if he needs it is a big effort and effort. Even if you get it, it's a temporary. You get in direct, in reverse ratio to how much effort you put into it. You want to have the whole universe? Train yourself to decide that you're going to have something for no reason at all. And you can do that on small things. Just decide, for example, that you're going to grow your muscles without working them out. Just put in your mind that with no effort at all, you just see in your, with the eyes of your mind, the muscle growing. Just, Just do that for a day or two or three. And all of a sudden, you will see that people will tell you, hey, you know, you grow on your muscles. Are you going to the gym a lot lately? And you say, yes, I'm, I'm sweating in my mind. <laughs> 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 but it works. If you will see, you will see that uh, there's uh, a... It, how can you prove that it's not physical, like, like your body changes or what you have is not physical? You'll see that there's some people that don't eat anything and they're putting on weight. Mm -hmm. Yes. And there are some some people that eat and eat and eat and eat and eat and they're losing weight all the time. They, they They can never put on weight. So it's not the food that actually causes you to put on weight or lose weight. It is your consideration about the food how much effort there is connected to that food. It is what you consider, how much effort you consider. If you think that food is something to do with a lot of effort, you will see you will eat a lot, you will need a lot of food, and you will grow a lot. Yes? And growing when you put on more and more and more weight is only because you think that you cannot create, so you hold on to things. When you spiritually, the whole problem of weight, you will see that there are countries that have major problem of the majority of the society uh, putting on weight, and people say, "Well, it's junk food, and it's that, and it's that." Why it's not really the answer? Because even if those people stop eating junk food, the weight is still there. What it is actually, you will see that when in when in a country the effort become the seriousness, the the people become serious. The more serious you are, the fatter you will get. Why? Because you, the more serious you are, the more you think that anything you'll have will take an effort. So in order to put out effort, you need energy. And one of the way to accumulate energy is to put on weight. Wow. And you will see that uh, people that have um, that put on weight for a long time, if they change their mind, they lose weight. But if they just go to a diet, they can go through a diet and they, they will lose weight. The body will lose weight because they don't eat. They will lose weight for a while. Not because they didn't eat, but because they said, I'm on a diet. That's what actually gets them to lose their the weight. But fine, let's say that it's because they didn't eat. And a week later... Or a month later or six months later, they don't, they gain back all the weight and more because they didn't handle the key problem, the source of the problem. And the source of the problem is the effort. They believe that they can create only by effort. Children generally are not overweight unless if the parent proves to them that everything has to be done by effort. How the parents tell them that, they tell them don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. The more no they hear, the less the children are self-determined, the more overweight they are. It's quite fascinating that actually uh, the effort is the reason why you hold on to things. Okay. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I love awesome. uh, that. That's really cool. Yeah. Yes. Okay, next question. All
0: Alrighty. Um, what's the real solution? You, you touched on it a little bit, I think, but what's the real solution to not being tired? Um, um, I down coffee all the time. <laughs> I mean, I put the turbo shots in there, the espresso shots. Um, working out, obviously, is giving me energy, but... You know, with the workload that I take on now, after dealing with the kids and then just everything, I mean, I battle with tiredness all the time. Like, what's the key to not being tired?
1: Get rid of the kids. No, I'm joking. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Donate the kids. The kids. <laughs> no, actually, the the only reason a person is tired is because he's not willing. Tiredness is just a manifestation of an unwillingness. Did you notice that children are really willing to to do something, and they can go the whole night and their eyes are falling asleep, but they are not tired right? Yes? because they are willing, they want to be part of the game. They want to play the game. Adults are going on the older you get the less you are willing to play the game because you've been hit so many times. You've been hit and hit and hit and hit. So you are not actually willing to play the game of life. So because you're not willing to play the game of life, you're tired because you're putting out effort and putting out effort is really makes you tired. But if you do what you do because you love it, you can do it all day long and you will never get tired. And when the night comes and you have to go to sleep, you are like, Oh, I need to go to sleep. Yes. If you have this um, lady and let's say that um, this, uh, you you really love this lady and you're after her and you're really willing to do anything. And this lady just like hiking. Okay. And you of course fall in love with hiking within three seconds and you start hiking, yes, with her and you're willing to hike and hike and hike and hike as long as she is with you, because you're willing. Or if you have a new cl- a new company, you just start a new company at the beginning, you are, you never get tired. You work 20 hours a day and you never get tired and you're willing and you're willing and you're willing, and then you go to sell uh, the first customer And he says, no, in the second customer don't want to buy from you in the third customer, you have to reduce the price in the fourth customer. You, you have to reduce the price even more. And you're starting to be worried about the profit and you see that you will tell to yourself, oh, I'm so tired. What you actually mean is I'm unwilling. How do you become tired either that you are unwilling and so the effort become bigger or that there is an effort that you need to do. And so you become unwilling and tired. Yes. understand? so, so you, you, you try to, to, um, you, you try to, uh, to run a business and the, what you get is stop, stop, or if people around you just don't do what you want and they don't understand the purpose and they don't cooperate and don't cooperate. And you feel like you need to push them up the hill, everyone. So you become tired because you put effort and you, you become yourself unwilling to push them. So you become tired or if you just unwilling, you don't want to do. You will become tired. You'll see if you wake up one uh, weekend and you're just staying in pyjama uh, the whole weekend, you just go from bed to the restaurant to, I mean, to the kitchen and back to bed. And <laughs> and you, you just, this is all you do the whole weekend. By the end of the weekend, you are dead tired. You've been in bed all day. You watch Netflix all day long and you say, wow, so difficult, like life is difficult. Yeah. On the other hand, when you have this weekend that you wake up early in the morning and you start to clean and organize and da 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 da, by one, 1 p.m., you feel, mm, what is the next thing I'm going to eat? <laughs> like you want to do more, give me more, give me more. And you have plans for the future and you are, you are, you are anything but tired. When people tell you that they work hard, They actually tell you, we're not willing. There's no such thing, hard work. There's no such thing, hard work. There's only working unwillingly. There is no such thing, hard work. 99% of this Western society, when they say we work hard, what they mean is we sit in an air conditioned room and we press click double click and they're tired. Most of the people, or they needed to look at something or they needed to walk and inspect something or to print something. Most of the people in this society sitting in offices or in an air conditioned car or driving from one place to another, super comfortable and super tired. Why? Because they're unwilling. There's no game. There's nothing. There's no game. They don't have this thing. Okay. Mm, I'm willing to eat the next thing. And you'll see you're working for someone and you're very, very tired. And then you decide, you know what? I'm going to start my own business. (laughs) Someone put something in there injected into you and What what have you been injected with? Willingness. Wow. Tiredness is just a manifestation of unwillingness.
0: I need to get more willing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> everyone needs to get more willing because really, then you don't need. I, I generally have this thing. It's it's a kind of half joke, half truth that I said that uh, food and sleep is only for weak people. Food and sleep is for weak people. The strong, the willing, don't need food. They need the next thing to go for. I got right. to sleep and I'm like, oh, sh- I have to sleep again.
0: <laughs> i
1: need this body. Wants to sleep, okay, fine, I'll put you to sleep. Fine. Three hours, not more. <laughs> so I'm not promoting don't sleep. Don't misunderstand me. You, you, most people need sleep. But you'll see that once you have your willingness up, you will not need sleep. Did you notice that if, uh, if you're in a war and people shoot around you bullets, you don't say, oh, you know, I'm tired, I'm going to sleep now. <laughs> because your willingness to live is so high. The last thing you think about is I'm tired. If you read a book that is really, you're really willing to find what's happened next, what's happened next. This is on the time that people used to read books, yes? But or you, let's say you watch Netflix and you're watching a series and you want to know what's next, what's next. You are not tired because you're willing, you want to see what's next it's not the hour. It's not how hard you work. It is only how willing you are.
0: Can I add a spin-off to this? Of course. All right, real quick. So I, I understand that. And I used to pull, uh, I used to pull like 24 hour, 48 hour days of if I had to finish a job and I would just knock it out and do it. My willingness is up, get a little bit of tiredness and jam up the music, you know, and keep going. So the will, willingness goes back up and you're ready to rock and roll. But after the third day of that, I'm more tired than I was the first day that I was tired. So is there a breaking point? You know, you you, you get those, sh- you know, you're in the woods at war and, and the shots go off. And yes, you're 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 hyper, you're ready. You want to leave. Your willingness is high and you leave. But then the next time you're, add a little bit of downtime or less willingness, right? You're more tired than you were the first time. So if you keep amping up and keep getting willingness, is there ever a stopping point or like a breaking point? I'm going for many, many years like that.
1: And uh, I don't know, maybe 20, 30 years. And uh, I don't have this breaking point. And it's not that the body don't get tired. The body may get tired and it will need to, I need to put it to sleep. I don't get tired. And because of that, you see that the body needs much less sleep. You first in your mind, you, the spirit get tired and then the body need more and more and more sleep. So yes, put the body to sleep. Four hours, fair enough. Three hours, not a problem. Right. But not more. Five, six hours, no problem. Five, six hours, but don't be tired the whole day. Because yeah. tiredness is a <laughs> tiredness is a viewpoint. Get the body. You know, most people, most people are serving the body. They are just uh, slaves to the body. What I say is, you need to use the body, not to serve the body. The body should serve you, not the opposite. If you look, most of the people serve the body. The body said, mm, it's too cold. Oh, it's too cold, half a degree, one degree. I have to change the air condition. Or the body said, I'm hungry. I must eat now. Or the body said, I must go to the restroom. I must go to the restroom now. I still can tell you, I'm sitting in, a, in a seminars, a whole day from 10 o'clock in the morning until midnight, I don't need to eat, I don't need to sleep, I don't need to pee, I don't need to nothing. Because I tell the body what to do. And then when we finish, I tell the body, okay, fine, you behaved, now I'll take you to the restroom. (laughs) The puppy, you know, it's the dog. You behaved, I'll take you to the restroom. Now, imagine that you have a dog and the dog tells you what to do. Do you know that there are some people that have dogs and the dog take them to a walk? Did you, did you see these people that go with the walk with the dog and the dog take them to a walk? Like the dog pulled them to a walk. Or you yeah. take the dog to a walk. This is the body. You either take it to a walk when you say, or it takes you to a walk. You need to decide who is the boss. And on a gradient scale, slowly, you don't do it one day, okay, fine. I'm not going to sleep from now on <laughs> because, because it's, the problem is not for the body, the problem is for you. Because if you decide that, it means that you've been wrong for so long. That's what will go on. What will, will go on in your mind? Oh, so what? I was so wrong, but I have so many proofs that the body was tired. Yes. So if you will just change it and slowly you will take one thing and another thing, another thing, another thing, and all of a sudden you'll see, you know what? Tiredness, only a matter of a decision. I decide. Make sense?
0: It does. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. Okay. I think we are way over our time. It was supposed to be half an hour. (laughs) And I think we're going for at least an hour already, maybe more. So thank you very much. Thank you for everyone that joined us. Uh, If you want uh, to learn more about what I'm teaching, uh, go to the... uh, What I suggest that you will do is, let me give you this thing, is that you're going to uh, my website and go to www.mayorezra.com forward slash family and you'll find there... um, a whole lot of free videos, free webinars about life. It's called the Family Academy, but the more appropriate name should have been the Life Academy. And follow me on Instagram. It is uh, May Official, And follow me on Facebook, May And you will see that the tips that you get will change your life. It's not going to be what everyone Says it's not what you used to because if you would check, you'll see what everyone says do not bring result. How do I know? Most people fail most of the time. What I tell you is what works, not what everyone says. It what I tell you is what you need to hear, not necessarily what you want to hear. So if you want to hear what you need to hear, go to mayreswell.com forward slash family. And uh, follow me on Instagram or on Facebook. And I promise you, your life will change. So thank you very much for joining me, uh, Weston and Steve and everyone else. And that's all for today. Thank you. I'll see you next week. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye.
0: Okay.